1: FM World 4 Sunday Night Live with Louise Tye. A Thousand Beasts is the alias of Keen Sweeney, an Irish producer artist who collaborates with different artists on every track. They are the beasts behind the name to make soulful indie pop and hip hop inspired tracks. And he joins us now to tell us all about his brand new debut album, Naruda. It is A Thousand Beasts. Hello, Keen. How are you?
0: How's it going? How are you? Thanks for having me.
1: Good, good. Thank you for coming back to us. No problem. So you've just released your debut album, Naruda.
0: Oh yeah, it's insane. It's, it's quite mad to say that, isn't it?
1: Yeah, because I think you were kind of mentioning it, you were alluding to it the last time we were talking. So it must be quite nice to have it out and released now.
0: Yeah, it's great. I mean, it's a long time of the work. I suppose when... The pandemic, I mean, for people that don't know Thousand Beasts, the initial name when Thousand Beasts came because it was a way I can't sing at all and it was a way Mm. of me to collaborate with people who could sing and those were what I call the beasts. So the Thousand Beasts would be like all the different people that I would collaborate with. And I suppose when it started off, like 20, when was it, 2018 or so, I started putting out some songs to different singers who were brilliant but it never really had an identity. And around about the end of 2019, I kind of sat down and thought to myself, okay you need to figure out like what's the genre, mm-hmm. what type of music you're going to make and like get a kind of a style together. And I suppose I kind of settled on this kind of like what I call soultronic, really, where it's kind of it's accessible, but it's like there's a kind of a soulful element to it. And there's a bit of kind of rhythm and it's kind of something you could dance to, but it's also kind of chill. And I suppose I started making instrumentals and getting them out to people and then the lockdown happened and that was the best thing ever because everybody started going online so all of a sudden I could make 30 or 40 instrumental tracks and just send them out to anybody I liked that I wanted to collaborate with and then if they liked any one of those they'd be like oh I'll put some vocals on that and before I knew it I had an album do you know
1: what was the response like when you initially did that was it quite positive
0: yeah I think so I think Yeah, there's been a massive change. Like, as a because I freelance produce for other people too. So, like, I would freelance produce for people from like Ryan Mack to Robert Grace to loads of Irish artists. And before the pandemic, I think. It was a, quite an old school way of doing it. You'd have to meet up with someone. Mm-hmm. It would take a couple of hours. You might you know, you know, might spend a whole day and you'd only end up spending two hours working on the song because you might have to travel somewhere, you might have to meet up, and then it's kind of all the pleasantries. Whereas with the online aspect of it, you can kind of constantly be bouncing ideas on the go very quickly. Um, people can record their own stuff at home. They can record their demos and then send them out to producers. So like people send me demos all the time. They might just do a basic project on their own computer at home, very simple recording, send it over to me. Then I have a template. I can start working on that remotely for a day or two then they can come to me and then we can record the vocals and it works really well um and it's much more efficient like for them because their budget is smaller because mm-hmm. they're in the artists they're just starting out but the quality is way better and it's it's very quick so it's it's been really good it's been really interesting i never thought it would turn out like this maybe three or four years ago
1: yeah it actually sounds like a, a fun way to do it as well because you literally don't know what you're you're going to get back in an email. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I know. And people are great because, uh, like, you just have to be brave and just make yeah. something and send it back. And then if, so- if someone doesn't like it, you're like, if you don't like this, that's totally cool. Let's just show stuff at the wall and see what mm-hmm. sticks.
1: And you did release a debut EP as well, didn't you, on a different page?
0: I did. I did an EP first. So that was kind of the first, the start of what I kind of called the Thousand beast project, really. And I yeah. did that in, I, st- I suppose I finished that before Christmas 2020, and that came out in the middle of the lockdown. And that really kicked me on then to think in terms of projects, because... Mm-hmm. Uh, when you're starting out, there's a big emphasis on singles, 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 singles. But I think as an artist, and if you want to have an artistic statement, working on a project in something a little bit long form, it allows you to be a lot more creative and take a lot more risks in your music. You're not really worried about, like, if someone doesn't like this song, then it's like, ah, well, there'll be another one. If you don't like this, you might like the next one. Who cares? You know? That's I was wondering
1: kind of what the difference was between planning for the two of them, or did you really plan? You It sounds like you did, though, that you planned for a longer version of the EP.
0: I think I had so many tracks and when yeah. well, like when March 2020 hit there was nothing else to do but produce and I ended up with just so many instrumentals um, and I had so many different people that had like reached out to me after the EP was dropped that they really wanted to collaborate and there was mm-hmm. people that I wanted to collaborate with and it was just it became it very quickly became obvious this was going to be an album because I had more than seven or eight tracks very quickly you know.
1: Yeah and I saw that you had a couple of live dates which sold very very quickly and now you have added a couple of more haven't you?
0: Yeah, so we did a, I did an album launch party in Cork City. In uh, we have a re- very very cool record shop in the city called Plugged and Jim mm-hmm. down there runs beautiful it's, it's almost like a small art center um as well as being a vinyl shop and uh, Jim let us put an event on there so like an, an actual physical album launch party which was gorgeous nice. and so wholesome because when you put something out in the internet it's a very strange experience because you put all the work into it and then you release it and then it's like oh I got so many likes on Instagram <laughs> it doesn't really feel very verifying whereas uh or validating I should say but then we actually had a party we played a gig and brought like we nice. filled up the place it was like it's a small cap but it like packed out within about five minutes i think it was the, it was completely full um so it was great and it was just so wholesome it was uh, all my friends and like all, a load of fans and we just had a jam and it was great and yeah that was super
1: gorgeous so you are going to be in bellow bar on may 21st so you are coming up to dublin to us
0: Yes, yeah, so I'm doing an Irish Friend. tour now next. And on May twenty first, we're coming to Bellaubar and on the Saturday night. And people always ask me how I do it live. And I suppose I've big influence from people like Marabou State mm-hmm. um or Bonobo or other kind of like electronicy, indie electronicy dancey kind of acts. And uh I try and keep it as real as I can. So we've a real drum kit, um, oh, and I've a brilliant guy who plays guitar and saxophone and he's a monster at both. And then I play bass and I do some electronics and There's some keys going on and then we've got two singers as well. So two singers from the album are joining us on the tour. We've got Arthur Valentine and Carrie. So, um, yeah, it's very fun. It's really fun to play. And it's I, just like everybody was dancing nonstop at the launch party. So oh, yeah. I'm very excited to just get this out on the road. Finally, I think people have been craving for live music. And I suppose we've had 18 months of like no shows. So this yeah. summer is going to be very exciting to get on festivals and do a little Irish tour, you know?
1: Oh, it sounds like it's going to be so much fun. And you mentioned Arthur Valentine there. He's on your new single, isn't he? He is. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about Glass Magic.
0: So it is, uh, I suppose it's the lead single from uh, the album in the sense that it's the one that came out on album release day. Arthur is... Gas. Yes. He's so talented. He's kinda of like Ireland Sean Mendes, that's why I always think of him. He's um he's from Cork. He's part of a collective called Houseu, which was these kids that I kind of discovered just before the lockdown. Um they're so talented, all kind of like in their early twenties, really creative. And Arthur was one of them. And mm-hmm. actually my sister was friends with his girlfriends. That's how I found him first of all. And we just met up and we met up in the summer of twenty twenty. He was in Cork, I was in Cork, and he would just come over to my house maybe once a week and we, we got really prolific. We we wrote four or five different tunes together um some of those haven't come out yet some of them will come out some will be under his own name brilliant. but uh it, it was brilliant and glass magic i think just kind of summed it all up it was like it's very fun everything we work on is very fun we don't take it too serious i love working with him because he comes up with parts that i never would think of so i might work on a track and if i was to think of the melody or a top line for it it would be it would be so boring and then I give it to him and he comes back with something insane that I never would have thought of I'm like that's so cool and then that will inspire me to come up with something else and it's very easy working with him so I've uh, he's class he's also a great performer he's really good life so
1: oh it's so nice when you have that creative juices flowing isn't it really
0: I know. Yeah, but people are great. Like the it, it, one thing I learned is, as time goes by is like everybody's really talented and very yeah. creative. You just have to trust them to be creative and enable them. And I suppose that's probably like the producer in me. But mm-hmm. um, I'm lucky to know so many talented people like you don't have to micromanage them. Just give them up space and they'll do their thing, you know.
1: It's so true. And I think sometimes when you remove the pressure a little bit from somebody, they even become even more creative. I think when you pressure them a lot, it's when it's like oh you're trying to come up with something on the spot but when they have as you say space to do it you, you get that's why the online people.
0: thing works so well because yeah. you didn't have the pressure of like oh we've we've traveled three hours to meet up today exactly. or you know we've got the only mm-hmm. got the studio today or whatever whereas like they can be in their own time and you can kind of work in it gradually over time and carve it into the right direction I, I totally agree yeah
1: yeah absolutely so we are going to play Glass Magic now would you like to introduce it for us
0: Yep, so uh, you're about to listen to Glass Magic by 1000 Thieves featuring Arthur Valentine.
1: FM World 4 Sunday Night Live with Louise Tai.